0: cowboys sing the blues. Hello lovely listeners, welcome to another episode of Not Just Tentacles where I, Rachel, attempt to demystify anime and animation. And it's another very special episode of Hell of a Recaps. And you're probably thinking... Haven't you run out of topics to talk about yet? And the answer being, nope, this is my hyperfixation. I could talk about it all day. So today we're going to be talking about something that's been doing the rounds on Twitter for a while. I wasn't going to take a crack at it, but I thought, you know what? It's recurring and I feel like somebody needs to... Well, not debunk it exactly, because everybody's entitled to their opinion and everything, but I don't like it when characters are really, really misinterpreted. It is something that bothers me, particularly when the character themselves is a really shitty person. (laughs) So today (laughs) we're talking about the boner contention on hell of a twitter at the moment which is was striker done dirty in season two of hell of a boss and here's a disclaimer despite me calling him a shitty person um, a few seconds ago i do not hate striker i think he's a great villain he's well written, well designed. I think the actors that have played him, Norman Reedus and Ed Bosco have done a brilliant job. So I have no complaints in that direction. I think he does what he's meant to do well. But what I really don't get is how people are calling their cannons being retconned, bad writing. It is Exactly the same situation that we got with Stella. And for fairly similar reasons, I can't help but think. He's kind of like the Ken to her homicidal Barbie, if you like. So the arguments about why Stryker was done dirty, they're in three rough categories. So I am going to cover them one by one. So the first that I see, I mean, it's not quite as common as it used to be, but I still see it, is that Stryker should have been Blitz's love interest. And while this seems preposterous to me now, I understand why this might have been the case in the early days. Because at the time that Harvest Moon Festival came out, Stolitz was still seen as being something of a crack ship. Stolitz himself had only appeared three times in the main series and of course people still had his dodgy pilot persona floating around in their heads. So I can understand if you've still thought at this point that it was just a transactional relationship where there were no deeper feelings on either side that blitz was perfectly entitled to find sex and maybe even love with somebody else and if it was with a dashing cowboy then why the heck not so i understand why some people might have thought that he was a better match seeing as they are both imps they both (laughs) like killing people they both are very into physical things but the similarities end there guys so when we first see striker it's a very striking see what i did there entrance where he's galloping towards them on bomb proof blitz gets hearts in his eyes but no he's not doing that over striker he's doing that over the horse because as we know he has a passion for ponies of all sorts. Our Blitz is a brony. But Stryker then proceeds to praise Blitz about having his own killing biz. And Blitz blushes and he's flattered. So some people again saw this as a sign of interest in Stryker. And then when he started stuttering about him and Stolas, they were like, oh, he's trying to um, make out that he's available to Stryker. He's saying that him and Stolas aren't anything serious. But that is not what is happening here. He's not trying to flirt with Stryker at all because we've seen what Blitz is like when he's actually flirting he goes in for the kill he's confident he's good at it so this was him trying to deny his feelings for Stolas which Moxie and Millie were well aware of and Stryker is well aware of when he looks down and sees their reactions so none of that likewise they have plenty of times to get up close and personal during the pain games they're even wrestling at one point for god's sake and yet i don't see blitz show arousal anywhere and he is the sort of guy that you know if he suddenly got a hard on or whatever in such an activity he would make a joke or whatever but he didn't He did not show any sign of arousal or attraction to Stryker during any of that time. And likewise, the famous speech where Stryker invites Blitz to join him in killing the unkillable. I have seen so many people describe that as a seduction. And okay, Blitz says that it's hot and it's a fucking good pitch, But this is all to keep Stryker talking so he doesn't notice that Moxie's gone back into the room. So people still insisting that this is a sign of them having chemistry or this is a sign that they're a better fit romantically, sexually, whatever – It's not the case. It was an act. I mean, he then laughs in Stryker's face and calls him a dipshit. And then later he says, in your wet dreams, when Stryker says that he should have joined him. So he is not into him in that way at all. I mean, he's not even Blitz's usual type. We know from looking at his past lovers that he likes fammy men he likes people to be sophisticated he likes them to be considerably more attractive than himself and no offense to striker fans but he is none of those things and i don't believe that striker is queer in the slightest i believe if anything he is slightly homophobic because he gets a smirk on his face whenever he talks about gay acts and he seems repulsed by sex generally i mean he gets so weirded and grossed out whenever the rest of the characters talk about it so i seriously don't believe that there would have been a budding romance between these guys and let me remind you Stryker was not only going to kill the man that blitzed does have feelings for, but even if he didn't, if he had succeeded, then he would have put him out of business because they need the grimoire and even without that, he tried to murder moxie blitz's best friend and employee, and seriously injured Millie, his other best friend and employee. so do you really think that Blitz is so shallow? so depraved he's going to turn around and go oh I don't care that you did all that let's fuck no he is not he has got standards I assure you that even if there was the slightest smidgen of chance that he had been interested in striker and I don't believe for a second that he was then that would have just been eradicated by that charge list he would not be interested and In later episodes, he hates him like poison and does not miss up on a chance to put him down. So no, I don't believe that him and Stryker would have been a better couple. And that is based just on this one episode. It's not even me having the benefit of hindsight and knowing that him and Stolas at Endgame and that that was the intention of the series all along. I guessed from this that him and Stryker would not have worked out. So that whole business of him running to the window and looking scared and nervous and whatever, that has nothing to do with him having some kind of crush on Stryker. And and people seem to think him inviting him to join Imp is a sign that he had a crush on Stryker. And it's not. He simply admired his skill set. He, he doesn't fancy everybody, you know, so no way, Jose, I'm sorry. We'll have to agree to disagree on that one. OK, the second argument that I see, and this is the one that kind of grinds my gears, to be honest, is people thinking that Stryker is some kind of revolutionary. Because... Okay, let's go back to the speech that he makes to Blitz. The speech that apparently made people fall in love with Stryker. What does he say? He says, you and I are superior than most of our kind. Wow. Racist much? And then he goes on to basically insult Blitz's business that he's worked so hard for. The job that he apparently wanted to have. I mean, I know that the ruse but still it is really insulting if you're trying to get somebody to join you to turn around and say i think your life's work is shit i think you're just a whore that screws royalty i think that the people that you work for don't care about you and then he goes on to say um why not join me and kill the unkillable we could be the most dangerous beings in hell Nothing about that says to me revolutionary. Nothing to that says that he wants to help the common man. It all suggests that he just wants to rearrange the social order and put himself on top. He is not a working class hero. And in fact, as he revealed at the beginning of the speech, he despises other imps. He seriously believes he is superior to everybody he meets. He calls Blitz a Roseo clown behind his back. He does it twice. He calls Moxie vermin. And he keeps calling them little one, which is a phrase normally only used by the upper crust of hell. So you're thinking, okay, if you think that you're this working class man that hates royals. Why are you using their language and acting like you are on their level? What are you doing? So I don't get that. And let's not forget the huge piece of hypocrisy that he is working for Stella. And I know people have tried to argue out of this and say that he's going to turn around and stab her in the back eventually. But There's been nothing so far to indicate this because when she rang him and told him that the plan had changed and that she wanted him to bring Stolas to her instead, he did as he was told. He had plenty of opportunity to ignore her instructions and do something, but he didn't. I mean, okay, he wanted to be a complete sicko and carve Stolas's eyes out, but nonetheless, he is as and Raelphus calls him her mangy, my St- mangy, mangy stray, following her commands. And I'm actually wondering where he stands now because he didn't fulfil his part of the deal because Moxie and Millie took Stolas to the hospital. So is he now on the outs with Stella? And I loved Stolas pointing this out so much because it was like everybody had forgotten it or just saw it as an inconvenient detail that didn't matter when it does. And I just love how all of the characters have called him out on his bullshit. And this is not Vivsi hating him. It's not us trying to demean him. It's just people stating facts like when Blitz called him a supremacist, because he is. He believes he's better than the vast majority of most imps. That makes him a supremacist and a racist. Fizz says that he thinks he's superior to everyone, which makes him no different from any royal, and he is so enraged by that that he grabs Fizz and threatens him. So He knows deep down that he is a hypocritical psycho. And so I, I just find this so bizarre and frustrating that people will carry on playing this working class hero drum when there is nothing there to indicate that. Because once he stops working for Stella, who does he join forces with next? The Mafia. If he was honestly interested in helping his fellow men, why would he join the mafia? I mean, Krim is an imp, so he's accepting orders from an imp, or does that not matter because he's a crime boss? This from a man who has murdered various people from the working class. So Stryker, you are full of bull. I'm sorry. And I don't know how people can carry on making this argument with a straight face. It just feels like the whole Adam from Ruby thing again. Just because somebody calls themselves a freedom fighter doesn't mean that they are one. If they look and sound like a violent extremist, then chances are they are a violent extremist. So... Please stop pretending that this is somehow a rewrite. And I I really, really don't get it. See, I am convinced that there were people who believed that Stryker was there as the revolutionary and possible love interest that was there to rescue Blitz from his abusive relationship with Stolas who was exploiting IMP, yeah, I know, I say imp and IMP sometimes, I alternate, I know, not very consistent, sorry about that, One as the series has shown, it's not about that, he isn't the secret hero, it is about Blitz rescuing Stolas from his abusive marriage and indeed if you want a working class hero then you've already got Blitz his methods might be unorthodox I bet he is the one that is genuinely proud of being an imp who wants to raise the lot of himself and his friends who hates injustice who hates being oppressed he ticks all these boxes far more than Stryker does. And if you don't like that or accept that because he's not your idea of a hero, well, too bad. And last but not least, the they've made him ridiculous argument. We only knew Stryker from one episode previously. And don't forget, he changed actors. I can't help wondering if that might have been jarring and then made people pick apart all sorts of things that they might not otherwise have noticed i actually love what they've done with striker because i just found it really funny because he's already about the only person in the whole of wrath that goes in for that whole cowboy thing because he is almost certainly Um, a nod to Angel Eyes from the Good, the Bad and the Ugly, who is a sadistic mercenary that gets off on murdering and torturing people. So, So they introduced him as that, and obviously he posed a serious threat to the gang. He nearly suffocated Moxie, and it was horrifying to see. But even then he had an element of the ridiculous about him because this is a comedy. If he was straightforwardly this big, scary villain, it would completely destroy the comic mood. So people want characters that make them laugh. And even in this first outing, he was singing a song about how amazing and talented he was and telling Moxie to fuck himself. When he had just... Tied, and it was a tie, mind you, tied with the Harvest Moon Festival. So that is nothing amazing. He kicks a woman in the face as well. He bullies Moxie for no apparent reason other than toxic masculinity and his aforementioned hatred of other imps. So we already knew that he wasn't this astounding, stunning character that people already thought and then when we see his actual lair and western energy it seems to be a rundown former bar which i can't help wondering is where the whole west end thing came from so maybe he's a failed business owner and um that's why that was the thing he complimented blitz on possibly And I just found it really funny about how he was going in for these cliches like tying Stolas to the train tracks, because face it, he looks exactly like that kind of guy from old cartoons. And his statue with the ginormous schlong. I found that hilarious. I know people have complained there are too many dick jokes this season, but it did just do a beautiful job of undermining him because this does not make him any less of a villain or any less of a threat. And this is what people don't seem to understand. Because there is always a point in the Disney movie or in most series with a long running villain, where they do start to crack up, where they do start blaming everybody else for their failure and unraveling. And this is what is happening with Stryker. And i I really am not sure whether he is simply a crap assassin that's blaming it on other people or whether he used to be great, but he just can't cope with the quirkiness and out of the boxness of IMP. In fact, something that struck me when I was rewatching was Stryker seems far older than most of the other characters. It would not surprise me if he was actually around the same age as Millie's parents, because the whole little lady thing that he says to her and calling her Mildred, that just seemed really old. So have we been thinking all this time that he is this hunky young revolutionary in quotation marks when in fact he's just a radical old man that spent far too much time online but maybe he really was back in the day an exceptional assassin but now he's getting older he's just not quite up to it anymore i mean I would actually find that a really interesting tack and it might explain why there seems to be far less sexy merch of him than anybody else I mean it could be I mean obviously if um, Vivcy turns around and says oh actually he's 35 then we could ignore it but it did really stand out to me and when he was calling um Blitz and Fizz a pair of teen skanks again that was just like that's a strange thing to say. I mean, it made me laugh, but. And, and nobody has ever mentioned his age, and he already looks older than everybody else, but I just thought it was because he'd had a hard life. But. And people saying that his appearance in Oops served no purpose. It served every purpose because not only is he getting into bed with the mafia, but he needed to have another run in with Blitz because I am sure. They are going by the three strikes and you're out rule. I am convinced his next appearance will be his last and it will be spectacular. I think then we will finally discover what his backstory, if any, is. I don't believe he deserves a redemption arc because he's really gone too far in the deep end. He enjoys himself too much with the sadism and the murders. So, But I would like to know what makes him tick and he has chosen this after all because we already have main characters who have been through the wars and yet they are still doing their best to be good people but striker has just let himself wallow in evil and he shows no sign of climbing out and i don't even know if he can now so i feel like the people who object to this that they, they don't seem to understand how narrative arcs for villains or indeed cartoon characters work he is essentially a glorified hench but yes he is more interesting than other ones i've seen but he is there to pose a threat to our leads and then one of these days he will be eliminated I mean that's it I mean I think to believe that the whole series is somehow going to revolve around him would be as odd if you thought that Cletus from the Cherub episode turned out to be the ultimate big bad of Halliver, if it was all about him trying to Bring down IMP because they got him kicked out of heaven. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. (sighs) Okay, um, I think that's everything. I've recorded this, God knows how many times. I just kept fucking up, which is quite suitable given the subject matter. Sorry, striker. (laughs) And um, anyway, um, I'm looking really forward to the next episode. And, well, of both Haliver and of Tentacles. And I hope to speak to you all again soon. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to subscribe. And you can also follow us on social media. We are at Tentacles Not on Twitter and on Facebook. Our page is called Not Just Tentacles. Speak to you soon. Bye.